Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we're going to be discussing Severus Snape, Gellert Grindelwald, Spell Creation, The Chillin, and the latest Fantastic Beast film, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Okay, the title has probably confused you to no end, but to be fair, it probably should, because the topic today's video is centered around is all over the place. The focus of today's video is a scene from The Secrets of Dumbledore that contradicts Harry Potter canon as we know it. Well, at least that's what it looks like. This video idea was actually sent to me by one of my Instagram followers, so a big shout out to Wills Hep on IG for bringing it to my attention. Go follow me on IG at HP Theory if you aren't following already. This video is going to contain spoilers for The Secrets of Dumbledore, so if you haven't seen it yet, then come back later. Grindelwald's acolytes have captured the fabled Chillin, a mythical creature involved in the wizarding election process. Essentially, the Chillin is able to recognize those that are truly pure of heart. This makes it a perfect asset in helping to select a new wizarding world leader. However, this doesn't work quite so well when the process is tampered with, or more specifically, when the Chillin is tampered with. After capturing the Chillin, it's not long before Grindelwald cuts its throat. You see, Grindelwald had plans to reanimate the Chillin's corpse as a sort of inferi. He wanted a Chillin that was guaranteed to pick him, but provided that the reanimated Chillin would need to be devoid of scars as to not draw attention, Grindelwald needed to heal any physical marks left on the Chillin's body. It's at this point in time that he uses a spell we have seen before, Vulneris and Entor. Seemingly, this spell was part of Grindelwald's necromancy ritual where the Chillin was revived. But where have we seen Vulneris and Entor before? Why, spouted out of the mouth of Severus Snape, of course. And before the secrets of Dumbledore, we Harry Potter fans knew the spell as the counter curse for Snape's signature spell, and his own creation, Sectum Sempra. We first see Sectum Sempra in the films when Harry uses it on Malfoy in the Half-Blood Prince. The name Sectum Sempra comes from the combination of two Latin words, Sectus, which means having been cut, and Semper, which means always. Sectum Sempra is a vicious dark curse that acts like an invisible sword, causing lacerations, hemorrhaging, and cuts upon its target. Often, after being struck, the target will lay there motionless as they lose blood. It is somewhat of a specialty of Snape's, 
and is featured in his textbook for advanced potion making. After Harry discovers Sectumsempra, he first uses it on Malfoy. Blood spurted from Malfoy's face and chest as though he had been slashed with an invisible sword. He staggered backward and collapsed onto the waterlogged floor with a great splash, his wand falling from his limp right hand. Slipping and staggering, Harry got to his feet and plunged toward Malfoy, whose face was now shining scarlet, his white hand scrabbling at his blood-soaked chest. Due to this spell's intrinsic ability to cause extreme damage to a target, a counter curse seems like a safe bet. Vulnera comes from the Latin vulnus, which means wound, and Senentor comes from the Latin senar, which means to heal. Vulnera Senentor is the only known defense treatment for Sectumsempra, and it's used to ease the blood flow, heal the wound, and remove the effects of the curse. For Vulnera Senentor to be used most efficiently, it has been expressed that the incantation has to be repeated three times. The first time the incantation is uttered, it eases the flow of blood. The second time it's uttered, it begins to heal the wounds. And the third time it's uttered, the wounds will be fully healed. In order to prevent scarring, it's also necessary to use Dittany, which is a magical plant used in potion making. It's a powerful and restorative healing herb that makes fresh skin grow over a wound. The use of Vulnera Senentor is described in the following excerpt. He knelt over Malfoy, drew his wand and traced it over the deep wounds Harry's curse had made, muttering an incantation that sounded almost like song. The flow of blood seemed to ease. Snape wiped the residue from Malfoy's face and repeated his spell. Now the wounds seemed to be knitting. Up until this point, everyone thought Snape was responsible for inventing Vulnera Senentor, and the glaring problem with Grindelwald using it is that Grindelwald used it in 1932, 28 years before Snape was born. Now, it's generally accepted that Snape invented the spell, and this is supported primarily by the fact that it's the solitary counter curse for an offensive curse that we know he created. During the Battle of the Seven Potters, Snape attempted to use the curse to sever the hand of a fellow Death Eater, but due to a slip, he accidentally cut off George Weasley's left ear instead. The following exchange between Remus and Hermione explains this. He lost an ear, lost in Snape's work. Judging by the fact that they almost immediately recognize this as Snape's work, I feel as though it supports the fact that Snape created the spell. We also know that Snape loved inventing spells. In fact, he's credited with inventing Sectumsempra, Vulnera Senentor, Levicorpus, Libericorpus, the Muffliato Charm, Langlock, and the Toenail Growing Hex. Here's what I think. A young Snape, driven to excel in magic, began researching anything and everything he could find related to powerful magic, much like Tom Riddle during his inquisitive search for powerful magic like Horcruxes. Sirius Black once remarked on Snape's tenacity when it came to research on curses. He knew more curses when he arrived at school than half the kids in seventh year. Amidst his research, Snape came across a text referencing magic used by powerful dark wizard Gellert Grindelwald. Snape knew that he was a powerful and influential figure, so it makes sense that he would try to learn from him. Why not learn from the best? It's here that he found Volnera Senentor, and while Snape saw no use for Volnera Senentor in its current form, aiding and reanimating dead corpses, he decided that he could modify the spell for his own usage. At this point, it became a counter curse for Sectumsempra. 
It's also worth mentioning that the way Grindelwald and Snape use the spell is quite different. Furthermore, Snape's version of the spell requires the use of Dittany to prevent scarring. My other theory is this. Dumbledore taught Snape the spell. Dumbledore wasn't an idiot, and he probably knew very well that as a student, Snape was A. gifted, and B. creating all sorts of horrific, offensive spells. Snape, in his youth, was entirely focused on doing as much damage as possible, learning offensive curse after offensive curse. He was bullied relentlessly in school, and he had a chip on his shoulder, a point to prove, and this prompted him to learn spells which could help him enact his revenge. Dumbledore recognized Snape's potential, but also his propensity to do damage, which prompted him to try and guide Snape in the right direction. He didn't want Snape to do something that he would regret without any sort of escape route. Dumbledore, who happened to know Gellert Grindelwald extremely well, was aware of both Grindelwald's and Snape's spells, which is why he was able to recognize that with a bit of tweaking, Volnera Senentor could be the perfect counter curse for Snape. Either that, or the secrets of Dumbledore just totally tore apart a bit of canon. What do you guys think? Leave a comment down below. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.